0: And you dialed up the Pac-Man podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. This will not be a long show. We're going to do a, a, a short program this evening. My voice, I don't think is going to hold out. We're we're sick here at the Flint household. Most of us are sick, four out of six of us. One of my daughters, uh, my daughter Isabel, brought it home from school, this sickness, sore throat, runny nose, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. One of my sons is was throwing up earlier in the week. So we'll keep it short short and sweet. And we'll focus on a couple of things here. I want to talk about the Trump interview with Brett Baer the other night, and that's getting a lot of air, air time, a lot of airplay play for, for obvious reasons. It was a good interview. Brett Baer kept the former president's feet to the fire, didn't let him off the hook. I, I thought it was kind of a tough interview, certainly tougher than he would have given Joe Biden, maybe. That's just, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know about Fox News anymore. I mean, a lot of conservatives are not happy with Fox, but I think Bear was was. Fair and but tough. And I'll we'll start with a forty five second clip here, which I'm hearing this this clip more than any other, but I mean it, it's kinda it kinda set the tone for the interview, which at times got a little little testy. The only way Nara could ever get this this back would be please, 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 please could we have it back and they please, because it. they have no we did talking. ask for it. No. And they said can you get the documents And we would talk and then they said they went to doj to subpoena to you to get which they've never done before right and but why fears, not just hand them over then because i had a boxes i want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out i don't want to hand that over to nary yet and i was very busy as you've sort of seen yeah but indictment the you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you hadn't Before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. You know, I, you know, about Trump and the boxes. I guess he's a pack rat. He saves everything, and that's not an excuse. I mean, that is not to excuse what he did. He is um, was indicted again, a second indictment, two impeachments. There'll be more indictments. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll indict him for the, the uh, situation in Georgia during the uh, the election in 2020. But I mean, that's how it went pretty much. I mean, why did he keep all these things, these personal items in boxes? Well, he did. That's, you know, that's what he did. John Bolton, his former Secretary uh, was secretary of State, was he? Bolton under under Trump said that he noticed that about the former president. He would write things down. He wanted to keep every little note he, he you know, he made to himself and every little article and, you know, things that you wouldn't think are, important. He wanted all of it. And that's another thing. Everything today is classified. Every single document, even magazines. Trump said, I guess, at one point during the interview that he was, was, a magazine was in that box. His personal items. The FBI went through his room at Mar-a-Lago and his wife's personal items. She had, I read something today on one of the sites, that said she had to, uh, her underwear was contaminated by the FBI as they were going through her personal things. I mean, can you imagine the FBI and the Secret Service doing this to the Obamas or the Clintons? The treatment that Donald Trump and his wife received during their four years in office was just unbelievable. Now, I'm not excusing the way he handled these classified documents. Uh, if he did anything wrong, he says he didn't, of course, and uh, well, it's going to come out in the wash. But I think there needs to be equal treatment for what Joe Biden has done. We know he had classified documents in in a box in a, in his uh, garage back in Delaware, in the in the Corvette or in the you know, next to the Corvette. But is the media treating him with with the same ferocity? No, I guess his son, uh, Biden's son, was uh, charged today with a couple of counts. You know, really, he got, he got basically a slap on the wrist. He, he, he's facing two felony counts, but, I mean, no jail time. And, you know, conservatives are apoplectic over that. There is a two-tier justice system. I don't care what the libs can say in all their media, uh, their arms in the media. I was reading something today, I think it was on the Daily Beast, which is a left-wing publication, and they, they're taking conservatives to task for the way they're reacting to the Hunter Biden uh, charges. I guess he got two. he's facing two charges, two counts. And, you know, the the less serious of all the counts he could have faced. But anyway, back to Trump and the interview with Brett Baer. I'm going to watch all of it. I I don't know. Maybe it was an hour long, 45 minutes. So we'll get to that at some point. I also want to talk about Robert Kennedy because he's beginning to make some waves. He's got some people nervous, the usual suspects. Now, he he had a couple of interviews he did with one with uh, Jordan Peterson and the other with who's the former MMA fighter. I can't think of his name. Uh, Joe Rogan. The interviews he did with Rogan and Jordan Peterson were taken down from YouTube. Now, why would the, why would they do that? Why would the powers that be at YouTube take down those videos? What do they fear about Robert Kennedy? You know, the other night we did a show with Adrian Ross, by the way, who, who uh, did her 100th broadcast for the BMG Network. And we were on, Madeline and I were on, as were uh, Ken and uh, Ken Burns and, and Mike Hansen. We had a discussion about truth and how Americans are starved for truth. They just want honesty in their politicians. We talked about Christians and whether or not Christians should be involved in the political process, and I think they, obviously they should, but that's that's another show. But I mean, uh, people want to hear the truth. That's why Tucker Carlson had the number one show on cable news, number one show at Fox, by far, in a way, the number one broadcast, and he's now on Twitter getting millions of hits Every single day, every time he does a show, you see you know three million, four million hits. People want the truth, and I think that's what Robert Kennedy provides. I think you know I have no delusions about Robert Kennedy being uh, a conservative. He's not. He is a, a, a liberal in every sense. He's an environmental lawyer and activist. He believes in climate change, and the whole nine yards. He's he's a liberal from A to Z on every on every issue, pretty much. But he's extremely Anti-vax, as are most Americans, or a good percentage of them, are now, as we're finding out from the news from the CDC and the NIH, I mean, and Fauci and all the stuff that's been said and written about him and about uh, the virus and the, and the uh, yeah, the, mo- the more we find out about the, the vaccines and uh, the harm they've caused to a lot of Americans, I mean, uh, Kennedy's right on the money. And for people, I, I got to take my hat off to to the people who just refused to get vaccinated. All the threats imposed by the government, uh, the state government here in New York, the, uh, the federal government, obviously, and all the, the powers that be at the NIH and the CDC and Fauci and all the, the peer pressure that most Americans had to endure, for those who stuck it out and said, you know what, it's my body, my choice, like the left says about abortion, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Power to them. I got the first two. I had to for my job. I w- wasn't going to be able to work. If I really stepped out in faith, I should have said to the state, you know, you you can you know what you can do with your vaccines. I'm not gonna. I'm choosing not to get them. But I got a fan. If I didn't have kids, I would have. But I've got four children, so uh, I got the vaccines, and so far so good. I had no repercussions uh, for me yet. But my wife, she claims that she's she's got some uh, residual effects from the vaccine. She got the first two as well. We didn't get boosted, nor will we ever. Uh, But anyway, we'll we'll come back to the vaccines and. And just the lying the federal government fed us all during this pandemic was just unbelievable. But Kennedy is, uh, not only is he anti-vax, but he's against these no-win foreign wars that the U.S. has been fighting since since the end of World War II. It, it's just, and he's absolutely right. He, the neocons want us in all these wars, mainly in the Middle East, for various reasons. There's one main reason, which I'm not going to go into tonight. But Kennedy said, you know, we we shouldn't be in Wars that that are not our business. If the United States is threatened, if our if our national interest is at risk, then obviously uh, the threat of using military power is is an option. It always is. We're a world power. We're a superpower. We have the most powerful military, or you know, in the top two or three in the world. We used to be the most powerful under Trump. Now I don't. I'm not so much. So Bobby Kennedy is against some of these. uh, Wars that the, uh, the, the the war party, which is members of both major parties, want us in these foreign wars. No win conflicts that are none of our business, many of them. And we have nothing to gain by them. Iraq, for instance. I think I mentioned this on the last program. I don't want to digress, but Trump really felt the, the full force of the establishment when he, during the first debate, when he took uh, Bush to task, Jeb Bush talking about weapons of mass destruction. He goes, there, there were no weapons of mass destruction. And they knew it. George W. Bush knew it. That's what Trump implied. And the powers that be knew there were no WMDs. But, you know, were, that was the pretext for the war in Iraq. Iraq is pretty much a failed state. You look at where we've meddled, whether it's Libya, whether it's Iraq, Afghanistan, it's trouble. We lose trillions of dollars. We have in those wars in the Middle East and thousands of American lives. For for what what purpose? What have we gained in Afghanistan? I know in 01, when we were attacked on 9-11, George W. went in and, and went after the Taliban. That had the support of the American people. He accomplished that goal. We should have gotten out at that point or shortly thereafter. But 20 years later, we're still in Afghanistan until Biden cut and ran and really did a, a poor job of uh, extricating us from Afghanistan, but that's, that's again, a topic for another show. But Bobby Kennedy is uh, making some people nervous, and rightfully so, because he is an honest liberal. There are honest liberals, I guess, left in the world, and Bobby Kennedy is one of them. But make no mistake, he is a liberal. So uh, Jordan Peterson did an interview with him, as did uh, Joe Rogan, and they YouTube took the interviews down because they want Biden to be coronated. They want to just install him. They're going to cheat again, as they did in 2020. There was so much voter fraud in 2020. It's documented. It's real. The other side would have you believe it's all part of a conspiracy theory. It's not. In all those swing states, there is ample evidence to prove that there were voting irregularities. Dead people voting, which happens in every election. What happened in Arizona, what happened in uh, with, with Carrie Lake and her race, too. What happened in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. I mean, it's just... Yeah, you know, it's it's unbelievable. We cannot let that happen again, because the, the Democrats want to install Biden or whoever. If it's not Biden, whether it's Kamala Harris, God forbid, or that nutcase out in California, uh, Gavin Tusum Newsom Newsom. I mean, either way, they got a weak bench. They have nobody, the Democrats. And I really think Trump is getting stronger with all these indictments and all the all the negative publicity and press surrounding him and all the, the arrests and everything else. He just gets stronger. He's at 61% in the latest poll. Ron DeSantis is at 23%. And then the other Republicans are down in the single digits for the most part. So, uh, you know, Trump is strong. He looks good. And the, the more they pile on, the stronger he gets. And... You know, and I'm loving it, because if he doesn't go to jail, and, and Biden intimated the other day, somebody asked him about the, the charges against Trump, and he, and he basically said that we'll use the power of the federal government to make sure he does not get elected again. I mean, that's a threat. It's, it's totalitarianism. It's what they do in communist states. And Trump has said, we're being run by, by Marxists and communists and socialists and fascists, totalitarians. That's what the Democratic Party is full of. Full of a few other things, too. All right, a couple of minutes to go here. I said I wasn't going to go long. I've been prattling on for 15, 17 minutes, however long it's been. Anyway, I want to get back to COVID. I mentioned COVID a couple of minutes ago, and uh, I got a quote here from Reason Magazine, Bobby Suave, who wrote, public officials, including former chief medical advisor Anthony Fauci and President Biden, are eager to rewrite history over COVID restrictions. They would, but we're not going to let them off the hook. It's Fauci who bears much of the responsibility. Now, President Trump bore a lot of it because, you know, when the bus breaks down, you, you blame the driver and Trump was president, but he was acting on the advice of someone he thought knew better than he. That would be Anthony Fauci. I mean, Fauci's been at the NIH, I guess, in the CDC since the 1984, I think. And he, he's failed miserably. He failed miserably with the AIDS pandemic back in the 80s. But anyway, back to the uh, the uh, the pandemic. He's pretending, Fauci, that the lockdowns and school closures in particular were not his fault. Yet state and local officials turned to Fauci and to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for guidance. And the message they got was that you can't be too careful. Meanwhile, teachers union president, this, this woman, she's a... Uh, She's a piece of work. Randy Weingarten vigorously opposed President Trump's plan to reopen schools and remained militantly in favor of mask mandates for children. And Biden ordered a national vaccine mandate for 80 million private sector workers a year after he said they should not be mandatory. He lied again, went back on his word. Let's not forget who was responsible for these policies that failed to stop covid it didn't stop the spread it didn't stop people from getting covid or transmitting the uh, the virus everybody said you know uh, from fauci on down all these vaccines they'll keep you from spreading it from transmitting the virus they don't they failed the only thing they eroded was not the virus but our freedoms were eroded they made the government much more powerful they clamped down on our liberties on a right to free assembly, a right to attend church services. Can you imagine that we let that happen? I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Fox News outnumbered host and popular former Trump press secretary Kaylee McEnany as a new name for President Biden's recently announced anti-book ban czar, porn enforcer. This is what McEnany said on that popular show Outnumbered. The Biden administration is fighting to keep sexually graphic books in schools. And that makes sense she said, despite the growing parental effort to protect children from explicit material. Every parent worth their salt wants to protect their children from sexually explicit material. It needs to be uh, age-appropriate. And most of this stuff the left is cramming down our children's throats are not age-appropriate. So the left, they're adopting the term book bans as a way to describe the parental movement. You know, parents speaking up at school board meetings about some of the sexually explicit material their kids are being introduced to in the government schools. If you're if you if you're a parent and you speak out, now you're a book banner. That's what the, uh, the White House is. They're, they're flipping the script. This is what they do. And they're good at it. They succeed because the media is in on it. So the White House has embraced this strategy of labeling parental efforts to keep pornographic, mostly LGBTQ-oriented crap, you know, sex ed books, aimed at children they they're, they're trying to describe this as book banning and this is what's going to happen get you get used to it because you're going to hear a lot about this so-called book banning for the 2024 election campaign anyway and it, it goes on here this piece to explain what the lgbtq stands for we all know basically oh the lgbtq q i plus now it, the the q stands for queer the other q is for questioning I for intersex and plus for other sex and gender aberrations. There are two genders. We have a right to decide what is on our classroom shelves. The parents pay the freight through their property taxes to their local school districts. Obviously, state and federal governments fund education as well. But parents have a say in what their kids are learning. The Biden administration doesn't like it. Randy Weingarten might not like it, but we have that right as parents. And we're not going to give that right up. Speaking of school boards and schools, I, you know, yours truly is a member of the Cambridge Central School District Board of Education. I was elected a couple of months back. I'm going to be seated in July, I think on the 12th of July, and I'm looking forward to it. There is a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of responsibility and a lot to know and a lot to learn. And I'm, I'm looking forward to learning all I can learn and contributing all I can contribute. That's going to wrap things up. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. Don't forget to hit like if you like the program. Hit subscribe because we need subscribers to the Pac-Man podcast. And then uh, share with your friends on Facebook and other social media. We do this once a week. It airs Wednesdays. And sometimes we do a, a show on the weekends for you. Don't forget, check out all the other fine programs we have on the BMG network. We have the Adrian Ross program, which airs Tuesday. Again, her 100th show Aired this week, and we were part of it, my daughter and I, and uh, the Pac Man Show. This program airs Wednesday. Ken Burns and uh, Mike Hansen have talked about uh, rejuvenating their their show. The creative juices are flowing again. Ken and Mike may uh, revive their show. I hope I hope they do because it was a, it was a fine show. We also have columns for you. If you want to read uh, on some of the latest news and cultural events, go to the Pac Perspective all on the bmgnetwork.com thanks for tuning us in folks and the lord wills it we will talk to you soon the pac-man podcast was produced and edited in the bmg studio music by kevin mcleod for more episodes of the pac-man podcast go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the bmg network on facebook and be sure to tune in to the next episode of the pac-man podcast with ted flint Thank you